Hey everyone, welcome back to Cointel Bros. I am your host, Sun, with my co-host... Zero is my name. Zero, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Um, today's topic is weather modification as it, well as weather manipulation. It's a doozy. It's fucking depressing. Y'all, buckle up. This was a tough one. Strap in. This one was uh, <laughs> exhausting, to say the least. It was exhausting. It was tolling. Yeah. Um, this one's fucked up. Whew. All right, y'all. Let's just do it. Let's get into it. Yeah. So, I guess we should point out that uh, weather modification is very real. This isn't an episode where it's, like, more conspiracy than fact. This is... This is all strictly fact for the most part. Docu yeah. documented court cases, documented yeah. Um, events. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, oh uh, yeah. yeah, a lot of shit backing up all these claims. Like CIA, um, ex military, mm -hmm. a lot of credible individuals um, that have the in oh, are talking about this. But yeah, I guess um, what is weather modification? Mm -hmm. What does that mean, Zero? What is it? So, as you know, you could probably tell, uh, weather modification is when an entity modifies the weather for their own gain. Yes. Um, I guess the conspiratorial thought comes into play as to why, when or where, people mm -hmm. are modifying the weather, mm -hmm. which we will get into later. Um, but first, we should probably go over just, like, the bare-bones facts of it. And, yeah, so the government controls the weather. <laughs> yeah. Not all the time, but... They can. It's uh, really not that complicated. Um, yeah. The most common form of weather manipulation is called cloud seeding, mm -hmm. which I'm sure a lot of people have heard of. It's not really that nefarious mm -hmm. in nature, but it's literally when you uh, make clouds more dense so that rainfall mm -hmm. happens, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, uh, it happens when you introduce silver iodide, potassium iodide, dry ice or um, some table salt, mm -hmm. honestly. No, that's, it is, yeah, sodium is. chloride. You know. And you put it in the clouds. Yeah. And that either comes from airplanes that are, like, dropping flares and, like, uh, canisters of it, mm -hmm. or they can put it into, like, guns, like uh, anti-aircraft and rockets, and mm -hmm. shoot it up into the sky. Mm -hmm. And then air currents make it flow around. Yeah. And, I mean, it's been going on since, I mean, it was, like, theorized in, like, the 1890s, yeah. but it's been happening since the 40s yeah yeah you know and they've been they've been doing it you know forever Correct. there's no real scientific um consensus on if it works or not you know people say that it does people say that it doesn't most people say it's kind of inconclusive or if it works it doesn't work well enough for it to be like a, a viable piece of like you know like national or foreign mm. policy mm. you know um, a lot of people say that, like, it helps, but it doesn't necessarily, like, facilitate, like, uh, cloud, like, uh, production. And just, like, if a cloud is there, they can, you know, put some extra shit into it. Yeah. You know? Right. But, yeah, I mean, it, people have been theorizing about it since the 1890s, like I said. Mm -hmm. And starting in the 40s, you know, they, they started really trying to actually test it. You know, there was a thing called Project Cirrus, I guess, C-I-R-R-U-S. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that happened in uh, 47. 
and that was basically when the government put 180 pounds of dry ice into a hurricane to try and affect the storm, mm -hmm. like the uh, what the eye wall? Is that what it is? The 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 eye of the hurricane. Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, they 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 tried to manipulate it and all this stuff, and it ended up forcing it to uh, change its course, and it landed had landfall over Savannah. Yep. And people in Savannah were going to sue the pub or going to sue the government, and then uh, you know the government kind of squashed all that, mm -hmm. and they denied doing it. Yes, they did. Until 1965. Yeah, some um, one of the Secretary of Defense's was in that hearing, mm -hmm. um, and after being reported on by um, James, sorry, Jack Anderson, who was a reporter during that time, mm -hmm. he basically was like, hey, I dug up all this dirt, and then the military, after denying it in trials and hearings, were like, oh yeah, by the way, we are using it. They, yeah, they admitted <laughs> so it, nice. and it was like a really, really like, funny way that they said it. I didn't write it mm -hmm. down, but basically they were like, we did a whoopsie. Like they did Yeah, some, they like, were like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah, they were I like, I didn't even oh, know my friends were using something it. Something silly happened when we put some stuff in the clouds. Like exactly. it was a very like 1960s like oh. answer of like, you Absolutely. know, we did a little snafu. Yeah. And then after that, uh, came uh, Project Baton mm -hmm. in 62. And that was when the government tried to study storms for quote, forecasting. But then uh, a lot of people now think that that was for them to get a better understanding of how to manipulate, you know, the weather, manipulate storms and stuff and figure out how they work. Um, and basically what they did is they just threw a bunch of different chemicals into various storms um, during that summer, I believe it was. I think it was like from July to August mm -hmm. of that year. But they, they had a bunch of storms and they had the control storms and then they had these storms that they just threw a bunch of different fucking chemicals into. And they tried to figure out what, you know, if anything happened. And they were using, you know, different types of photography and radar, uh, lightning detectors, heat sensors, all these things to try and figure out if they were making any difference in mm -hmm. these storms. And allegedly, you know, it's, it's disputed, I guess, but allegedly uh, they found that what they did worked. That there was an increase of water droplets and there right. was an increase in snow crystals. Right. So that they figured out how to increase, you know, the chance of rain. Right. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and then after that, we have, you know, Project Storm Fury, which was a little bit later. I didn't write down the date on that. I guess I should have. Mm -hmm. And that, that literally was just when the government was flying planes into hurricanes. Mm -hmm. Just dropping silver iodide into the eye of hurricanes to try and make the wall. Yeah, at this point, we have kind of spewed a lot of facts, but um, if you want to read along with us, I recommend looking up chaff, mm -hmm. which is the chemical compound that they use. It's mm -hmm. um, silica, silica gel, and a bunch of the metals that Zero mentioned. Um, yeah, look all this stuff up, because it, it, this is like a very... Uh, Sciencey, fact-heavy one. It is. So yeah. it's going to be a lot of me like reading from notes, right. and I mean, honestly, most of this is just from Wikipedia. I'm, um, you know, yeah. honestly, if you there's a Wikipedia page about weather manipulation. The um, bibliotech too. Has yeah, a and bibliotech of good of stuff. has a good. I think they call it uh, weather warfare. Yes. I think. Yeah. Or weaponized weather or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's all very easily searchable. I and mean, if this is something that you find interesting, I'd definitely recommend you look it up excuse me uh, yourself yeah. but you know so 
One of the interesting uh, things that the government did was called uh, Operation Popeye. Mm-hmm. That might be the most famous government program involved weather manipula- involving weather manipulation. Yeah, definitely. And that was basically when the U.S. tried to extend the monsoon season in Vietnam by seeding the clouds. Yeah, exactly. You and know. The big slogan was make mud, not war, where they tried to literally cloud slow seed yeah, the Ho Chi Minh Trail. Mm-hmm. To, yeah, it was, it was a, a war tactic. Yeah. It was used as a war tactic. And, um, yeah, that shit's illegal now. Uh, yeah, the UN had to. And that's the thing, too, when people are like, weather modification isn't real. And I'll get to it in a minute, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of, like, international and, like, domestic also, like, laws yeah, pertaining to weather modification. Yeah. So, like, it's obviously something. If it wasn't, like, practical, then it's at least, like, a theoretical thing where the government's of the world were trying to get ahead of the curve and we're like, yeah, no, once you guys figure out how to do this shit, like, you can't do it for for nefarious reasons or, like, in combat. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's a really, really common thing for a lot of governments. Uh, China, famously, is cloud seeding. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can look up reports on that where, you know, all the headlines are like, China's cloud seeding an area the size of Alaska. But a lot of these places, you know you know, starting recently are having to resort to cloud seeding mm-hmm. because the weather's fucked and, yeah. you know, climate's getting fucked. And Yes. And, yeah, so the tangent I want to go on is um, people's, people's first claim when they're in disbelief of this fact is, oh, well, climate change is super real. Mm-hmm. And when I was younger... I was going door to door for a food and water watch. Mm-hmm. And this one dude was like, it's a fucking hoax. Climate change isn't real. It's a government operation. And after seeing a lot of this stuff, after having researched it for years, um, I think that climate change and the global warming crisis that we're experiencing now is not due to humans littering. Um, there's actually a lot of science to back that up as well, where just little human traffic doesn't actually alter um, the weather Mm -hmm. or the climate as much as air pollution, which cloud seeding causes, or water pollution, which weather modification causes. Um, Yeah, I didn't really look into a lot of the like the pollution aspect of cloud seeding. So when you when they put salt in the clouds, mm-hmm. what they're trying to do is make them whiter so that the sun reflects back at itself to cool the earth down because mm. people think global warming everything's getting hot, mm-hmm. but actually it's just like an extremity of climate mm-hmm. that's occurring and um when you have salt in the clouds, it's going to rain salt and metal. Yeah. Uh, and that is that goes into runoff, and it kills a lot of biological systems and ecosystems um, because freshwater marine life can't survive in salt water. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. a lot. There's a lot of interesting stuff. This um, the chemicals that they do use um, because they're aerosols that are sprayed. Um, it clings to the H2O particles that are in the air and mm-hmm. the oxygen molecules that are in our air. Yeah. So it's a whole. Yeah. No, they're. Um, I read that there were studies. I didn't read any of the studies because I didn't really want (laughs) to. But apparently there are studies where they tried to figure out if the silver 
iodide that they use in cloud seeding affects flora and fauna. Mm. And it's like fine. like everything, it's uh, inconclusive. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um, <laughs> you know, some people are saying that it's like really, really fucking shit up. And other people are saying that it doesn't do anything. And then I think most people are kind of, you know, on the fence about it. Or they're saying that it hasn't been happening long enough for us to have any, like, long-term, right. you know, results. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the atmosphere, the lower atmosphere at least, is being pumped full of chemicals. And it, you know, it happens at large scale and small scale. There was um, an incident... I know I wrote it down, but now I can't find it while I'm looking over the notes I have, where it was like, um, there's some company that uh, did it in um, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just like a little tiny company. Yeah, yeah. And their whole thing was that they were like a cloud seeding company, and they were hired by like the University of Oklahoma or something to cloud yep. seed over a lake that provided the water for like a small town. Yes. And the results were inconclusive. A lot of these tests, the results are, you know, quote, inconclusive yeah one of the bigger ones too was um in san diego Mm -hmm. so we have this guy who goes by the name of was it charles hatfield it is now it is yeah so um back in the early 1900s charles hatfield who was a meteorologist and a local rainmaker which was his title Mm -hmm. um He's the one that created this chaff or this 23 chemical compound that when sprayed into the air, he saw clouds forming. Um, So the San Diego um, government hired him and was like, hey, can you fill the Morena Dam for us because it's been dry for years? And he said, yeah, if you pay me $10,000, he was getting like $1,000 per inch or something like that. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I make so many jokes, so I'm just not, mm-hmm. I'm not there. And basically, he did too good of a job, and he destroyed the city, um, which resulted in 20 deaths in mm-hmm. that city. Yep. Um, and both the dams broke. This is a fun story that is, you can look this up very, yes. very easily. Yeah, these are all based in fact. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything we talk about. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. but yeah, you can, you can, you can definitely look this up. Yeah, it's a fun read. This is this is one of those fun, like kind of goof them up things where. Oh, absolutely. This is kind of, like, during the period where people didn't really take this super seriously. And then, like, crazy shit like this would happen. Yeah. And it was like, um, can you guys fucking not <laughs> do this to the weather, please? Yeah, there there are still brigades or people, uh, mostly farmers, that work to petition this stuff out of the government. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't go anywhere, Mm-mm. ever. It doesn't see the light of day. Um, and we're called crazy for mm-hmm. believing in yeah, yeah, something yeah, yeah, that yeah. is... Has been admittedly, yeah, no. real, and there's there's laws about it. You yes, know? no, there are literal laws. In 1975, the United States and Canada agreed to share their weather modification info with each other, since you know we're neighbors, mm-hmm. and the clouds and weather don't respect fake national borders. Right. You know, in 1977, the United Nations passed a law or whatever they do mm-hmm. um, where you could not use weather modification for military or hostile, you know, in, in military or hostile situations. Yeah, which is it, why everything is labeled friendly now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we're doing this in a friendly manner. It's not yeah, hostile. Yeah, yeah. So you're not allowed to manipulate the weather to, you know. Explicit warfare. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and um, 
but the NOAA, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, mm -hmm. is the part of the government that is supposed to keep track of any and all weather modification stuff. Yep. You know, so they're the ones who, even though it's not real, <laughs> there's a department that's tasked with keeping track of that stuff. Which is interesting too, because the department um, early on they even like denied a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff happening. Yeah. But then just to backtrack and be like, oh, oh, is that what you were talking about? Oh yeah, yeah, we're doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was a company in Florida. I think they were called Dino Corp. But they made a thing called Dino oh, Gel, yeah. and it was just another one of these things where the guy made like a cocktail of, of chemicals, yep. threw it into you know storms and threw it into hurricanes to try and make them you know not be as intense. Mm -hmm. And the NOAA immediately came in and shut them down. Mm -hmm. So you could either look at it as the NOAA was trying to corner the market on weather manipulation, or they were just like, dude, you can't throw a bunch of chemicals in the ocean. But we can throw a yeah, bunch of chemicals. Just like, yeah, that's that's our <laughs> yeah. job. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I didn't really get too much into it, but hail cannons are <laughs> very funny. They are very silly. Oh, it's the goofiest shit. It literally <laughs> is like a huge, like it looks like a bullhorn, mm -hmm. and they're gigantic, and they just point straight up. And the idea is that these shock waves <laughs> from these hail cannons will break up hail in the clouds yeah. and hail won't be as big and that's something that like it's flyover states use it um farmers mm -hmm. it's one of those like things that like farmers swear by or whatever yeah you know but that was like a, a very funny like goofy version of weather uh, manipulation it's and modification it's just so right? comic book it really is it, everything it, is it, just comic book level it's like a cartoon i know it yeah. is no mm -hmm. that's that's really funny but um <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say about uh hail cannons because <laughs> it was just like this fun little joke but in 2005, um, there was a proposed bill in the United States uh, to create the Weather Modification Operations and Research Board, mm -hmm. and that did not get passed. No, it did not. And then again in 2007, they tried to do the Weather uh, Mitigation Advisory and Research Board. Yes. And that was supposed to be a part of the government that would fund weather modification mm -hmm. uh, projects that also did not get passed. So again, if it's not real, why are we dealing with it so much in the government? Yes. You know, yeah. people in the government are really concerned about it. <sighs> and you can look at it, I suppose, in this way where, like, like a lot of post Cold War stuff, where everyone was afraid about what the Soviets were doing or what America was doing, and so they tried to pass legislation to, you know, deal with uh, basically science fiction stuff because yeah. you know yeah. a lot of science fiction stuff becomes science fact. So, you know, um, some of this might have been governments kind of jumping the gun and yeah. being like, eventually we'll be able to control the weather, so we need to <laughs> lock this shit down now. Nikola Tesla mm -hmm. knew all about this shit, too. Yeah, you can... I mean, Nikola Tesla will pop up again and again in, mm -hmm. like, all these episodes. I know. But, yeah, he is definitely one who gets uh, thrown around in weather modification discussions uh, a lot. You know, because yeah. he did so much with energy and and so much with, like, the atmosphere and stuff. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. he allegedly had all these, like, energy weapons, you know, the, you call them weapons, but Tools, just, yeah, yeah energy weaponized. modification yeah. devices. And, yeah. you know, people say that, conspiracy people really believe that a lot of his research was used towards, you know, weather modification and yeah. stuff. Which, I mean, if he had it, it makes sense, you know. 
as soon as he died, everybody tried to get his papers. Exactly. And get his drawings and stuff. Yep. But, yeah, I mean... Um, a couple of documentaries to look up. One good one in particular, there's this dude named Michael Murphy, mm-hmm. who's an activist, um, he's an anthropologist, he's a documentary maker. Environmental Deception and What in the World Are They Spring? Mm-hmm. These are, they're kind of old, but still incredibly relevant. And, um... The person that worked alongside of him was Cohen Vermeeren, mm-hmm. and he was uh, an aerospace geoengineer mm-hmm. who was like, yeah, we're 100% selling all of this to the military. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our direct benefactors are the CIA, the U.S. Navy, mm-hmm. ETC, ETC. And um, it's a good one to watch. Uh, I guess, so in that documentary, they get into... Who Harp is. Mm, yeah, that's a that's a what, big one. Yeah, it is a big one. Um, but they also talk about many court cases. And I think their documentary was trying to prove to citizens, like we're doing now, that like, hey, this isn't a crazy idea to think about. Um, the science is there. The money is it's clearly being backed up oh, yeah, heavily, yeah. this yeah. research. And there are are U.S. patents for it. You, mm-hmm. um, any public citizen can go onto uh, the Library of Congress and look any of this up, as well as looking up the different um, Senate bills mm-hmm. that were passed for these patents. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's all it's it, it it takes a little bit of digging, but yeah, if you're interested in it, it's all there. It's all laid bare for you to find. Yeah, you know, it's all very real. It's too real. So HARP is High Frequency Active Oral Research Program. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait. Yeah. Yeah, HARP is probably the uh, most talked about weather uh, mod mm-hmm. uh, thing in conspiracy thought. Um, it kind I don't know. I've, you know, you... I've been hearing about HARP for a long time. Yeah. In, in a lot of conspiratorial, you know, yeah. uh, avenues and stuff. Um, unfortunately, HARP kind of gets brought into a lot of stuff and gets sort of blamed for a lot of stuff. So it it sort of becomes this, like, boogeyman of the government controlling everything, mm-hmm. you know. But it is a real-ass thing, you know. You can go close enough to it to see it. Yeah. You know, they say that it's non-operational. Like, it has a website. It does have a website, <laughs> yeah. It has, a, it has an <laughs> FAQ on the website where they're like, guys, it's chill. We're fine. It's, you're fine. It's, you're, you're fine. But what, uh, what, is, what is HARP and what does it do? Because this is definitely something that you understand more than me. I don't know even if I understand it. <laughs> okay. I wish I had the history on HARP. Oh, I have it somewhere in here, but... Basically, a bunch of nerds. <laughs> it always starts with a bunch mm-hmm. of nerds. A bunch of nerds who get a bunch of money from the government. Yeah, so uh, a bunch of scientists, geoengineers, um, were paid to research how frequency um, affects biological systems mm-hmm. as well as aerospace. Mm-hmm. Um I think the reason they're blamed for so much is because they have their funding um, by the U.S. government. They get billions of dollars. I don't think, I don't even know how to 
estimate or calculate that number, but oh, I have no idea. they are on like up there with DARPA, up there with CERN in terms of having their research not only shrouded from from the public, mm -hmm. but also just ridiculously funded. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm the from what I saw, HARP is part of the U.S. Strategic Defense Initiative, mm. which is something that comes up a lot when you talk about DARPA. We'll do an episode on DARPA. Um, and again, <laughs> little intermission, throwing out a lot of terms, yes. throwing out a lot of, yeah, you know, a lot of proper nouns. So if you don't know what any of this stuff is, look do it up. Homework. Yeah, it's it's very easy to look up, even just like at a cursory glance. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would imagine most people know about this stuff, but, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Um, a lot of my friends don't. No. I was, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but mm. there, um, I was hanging out with my friends the other night, and we were talking about the sea virus and climate change, and you know me, I'm just like, <laughs> son, <laughs> sorry, everyone. <laughs> we can't edit these either. Oh, whatever. I was like, hey. Hold on, I can, I'll write that down and I'll edit Thank you, yeah. No. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, don't say anything. Uh, don't correct anybody. Um, but I was like, oh, well, do you know about cloud seeding? Do you know about Charles Hatfield? Are you familiar with HARP? Are you familiar with DARPA? Are you familiar with any of these things that are really relevant um, to what you're saying and they pertain to what you're saying? And no one really knew. So actually, no. I don't think many people are too aware. Yeah. I guess you're right. I, I feel like I think everyone knows about this stuff just because I look it up all the time. <laughs> like, yeah, in my leisure time, I look same. up a lot of this shit, yeah. so I just kind of <laughs> yeah. feel like everyone's like, oh, yeah, no, for real, dude. Like, the infrared rays from HARP are really fucking up the atmosphere. But, yeah, HARP is... Uh, did you write down how big the facility is? Oh, my God. It's, it's multiple acres. It's I think like it's the like, size of a state, almost. Yeah, it's, it's it's this huge, huge, huge piece of land that's just full of antennas. It's this huge, elaborate antenna. I think they're called antenna arrays. Mm. A R R A Y. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, okay, that sounds yeah, don't right. Don't drag me on that. But it's this huge system of antennas, and it shoots radio waves all over the fucking place. Yep. You know? And I tried to write it down so that I could understand it because we're getting into the... When you get into a lot of the science stuff, like, I understand uh, some of it, but, yeah. like, not, like, really a lot. And and HARP could have been its own episode if we really want to do it down the line. I we could, could stretch it. Yeah, we could, we do, could do We could do an hour of HARP. People that were fired, the whistleblowers within mm -hmm. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it is, like, yeah, it's a system of antennas that can manipulate the ionosphere. Mm -hmm. And I believe that's the the... Part of the atmosphere that's the furthest down, the closest yes. to us. Yeah, it's like ionostratus. You could say it, and I'll be like, "Yeah, dude, that's totally it." <laughs> yeah. I have no idea. Okay, word the level. I was terrible at, at the that closest part of, level to us. Yeah, but it, it manipulates that um, through uh, radio wave beams, mm -hmm. and then in turn, like something happens up there where then electromagnetic waves are sent back down mm -hmm. because they're like raising the cloud level or something. Again, it's it's one of those things where if you really want to get into it, you yeah. really have to take some time, and I didn't have enough time to get into it, so I just kind of yeah. tried to look over it. Honestly, a week wasn't enough to no, 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 this. No, 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 this, because this was really fucking depressing. Yeah. We'll get into some of the um, more 
conspiratorial stuff soon. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. We just want to get the the fa- like the very well documented like faxed stuff down first. And this is like very complicated because I'm not a fucking scientist. And then once you get into some of the more like conspiratorial stuff, it's just very depressing, and it's just it's it's very taxing to get to get into um, yeah. allegedly what the governments of the world are doing to normal ass people like us. But um, yeah, Harp has been described as a gigantic heater, and um, a lot of people are convinced that it could be or is being used to destabilize parts of the world via. Weather manipulation. Yes. Um, there was a thing that happened in the European Parliament in 1988. Like, this goes back to the fucking 80s, mm-hmm. where um, one of the MEPs or whatever, I don't know what that means because I'm not smart enough, um, someone in Parliament was basically like, yo, we need to... Ha- I want to know what HARP is because I've been hearing all this crazy shit. Yeah. <laughs> So like, what is harp? Yeah. We need to have an investigative, uh, an investigation to go down. That like, I want to know what's going on, and like, what this is, and we need to regulate this. If y'all really have like a weather control machine, mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. guy was like, "Nah, we're good. You're, nah, it's cool. No, it's not turned fine. on. Like, it's fine. We turned it off. Yeah, before no, we no, left. no, 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 no. <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. And to the best of my knowledge, um, the UN or whoever European Parliament never came over. You know, it's one of those things that everyone knows about, but the U.S. isn't going to let you know what the fuck it's doing. Um, you know? Bilderberg conferences as well. It's, like, always one of their main topics. It's, like, population control and, and we climate will, change. We will do an episode will, yeah, on, yeah. on the Bilderberg group. Um, but Once um, we start to transition more into, like, the NWO Illuminati stuff. That is true. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. um, well, Bilderberg is a meeting <laughs> symposium that is built up of the world's biggest bankers, mm-hmm. the world's most elite, and mm-hmm. a lot of UN members mm-hmm. are also a part of it, yeah. which is just another international group mm-hmm. that talks about this stuff. Yeah, and it's a thing where, you know, if you follow the money, if you follow the people of influence who are involved or in yeah. the know, you will quickly realize that really big players on the international stage are concerned about harp Mm -hmm. either they're super down or they're super skeptical you know i couldn't find any other system in the world that compares to harp you know yeah no there really isn't anything else there's that huge radio um system in russia um that was supposed to be like missile defense or whatever Mm. That's going to be... A, I, I do want to... I want to cover that in an episode. Um, okay. Like, just like Chernobyl in mm. general. And um, if you look up... And I forget the name because I didn't really expect to bring it up. But yeah. um, basically, like, to make a long story short, there was a huge radio system in Russia and it failed. You know, it didn't work. And people... Some people think that um, Chernobyl was done on purpose... Yeah. So that the Soviet government wouldn't have to admit that this huge radio project failed. Yeah. You know, so they could look at it and be like, well, Chernobyl fucked up and it destroyed these radio antennas. Exactly. You know? That would be a whole other topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. Just, but yeah, I couldn't find anything that even remotely compared to HARP no, anywhere else in the world. Not in size. And what they're doing has just been so heavily commodified upon by other countries. I feel like 
there's really only space on this earth for one harp. <laughs> oh, yeah. Interesting yeah. name, too. Mm-hmm. Would mm-hmm. love to get into why they're called that, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, harp is probably the crown jewel of weather manipulation for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- it is not the only version of it out there. You know, there are tons yeah. of very small scale, small scale stuff. Um, to kind of go back a little bit to sort of like international examples, in the 50s, um, Thailand um, initiated a rainmaking project mm-hmm. because so much of their... You know, their food supply relied on stable rain conditions and shit was getting kind of wacky. So, you know, they allegedly started, you know, cloud seeding on a massive scale. Mm-hmm. And, again, the results were inconclusive. Yeah. Like we mentioned before, like, China does a huge amount of, like, localized cloud seeding. Inconclusive results. Yeah. Um, there was a report that I glanced over in a part of the Wikipedia page that I sort of read a little bit of where Abu Dhabi was uh, said that they created 50 storms in 2011 to bring rain to some of their more populated areas that, you know, normally doesn't get rain. And like all these villagers like on the outskirts are like freaking out because like, you know, they never get any precipitation and all of a sudden there's like a bunch of storms happening. Yep. And, you know, and no one really knows what that's going to do to an ecosystem. You know, the ecosystems are very, very fragile. You know, you add a new plant, you add a new animal, it fucks everything up. Yeah. If you start fucking with the amount of water that comes in and out, that really can throw things for a loop. And that, you know, I think is probably a good segue into, like, water wars and stuff. Um, which is very real and very, very scary. It is. So with cloud seeding, um, allegedly, you know, I think it's probably true, um, there are ways to make it so it doesn't rain. Yes. You know, so you can either make a lot of rain or you can make no rain. And that is a big threat to a lot of, you know, smaller communities, indigenous communities, you know, places where they want people to get the fuck out. So, you know, oil interests and, you know, a lot of that kind of stuff can theoretically, you know, drive you out by causing droughts. Yes. You know? And you mentioned that there were some places where they were accusing their enemies. In Iran. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in 2012, um, President Mahmoud, who isn't the president anymore, yeah, had for years was um, battling enemies of Iran, saying that they are using technology that we don't have to basically destroy our rain clouds in order to create a drought. Mm-hmm. Now we know what's over there. It's like oil city over there. Mm-hmm. And that's what he was actually, he had a lot of ideas of conspiracies against him and like his people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, historically there have been just so many cases of different epidemics being used to push indigenous, uh, communities out. We can say smallpox with the Native Americans here. Mm -hmm. We can talk about, fuck, really just anything. We could talk about, um, African Americans and the black community that was on the East Coast and, um, how these tools were used to once again, create a shortage of water and say, oh, 
<laughs> guess you're all dried up. Y'all need to go to the next town over. But there's oil underneath their feet, and people know that, and it, it is a way to just mm -hmm. kick people off their land. Um, yeah, and, you know, like, if this wasn't real, then why is the UN concerned with it? Exactly. You know? Yeah. These things are real. Yes. And, yes. you know, it's it's a part of war. It's a part of, like, nonviolent, in air quotes, you know, war tactics yeah. is to mess with the food supply, mess with the water supply, and the easiest way to do that is to make it so it doesn't fucking rain. Right. And then you cause droughts. Yep. And then people you know, they fucking die or they have to fucking move on. Exactly. And, you know, like with Operation Popeye, you can go the other way with it and make it so it rains all the fucking time, especially in less developed places of the world. Yeah. And then you have flooding and landslides and, and things like that. So, yeah. you know, like these things are very real. They're very real. And to not jump into the conspiracy part of it, it's, it's real and if we can see the power of it and we know as a public that public health organizations don't necessarily have the public interest at heart mm -hmm. and um, our economy is not necessarily, um, it's not run by consumers, it's run by like a very, it's a capitalist society. Everything is for profit. Yeah. Um, and our health and our well-being is not at the forefront. No, we're statistics. Correct, yeah, yeah. We're, we're numbers. And that's, like, one of the big things I try to tell people. Like, it is. it does sound crazy because it is crazy, but that doesn't make it any less real. Mm -hmm. And if we know that the healthcare system is just continuously fucking us over, mm -hmm. and then we're like, oh, how strange... Who and healthcare organizations are working and being funded by this guy, and then this guy's funding this guy. They're all on the same boat. They're all trying to harm us and just get money from us. And yeah. if not, then they're trying to take people off their land by way of mass massacre or, um, yeah, through uh, misplacing people. Yeah, you devalue the land. Misplacing people. You know, yeah, you same. do everything you can to make people don't want to be there anymore. And then yeah. as soon as they leave, then you throw up strip malls or you mine everything or, you know, get everything out of there. Exactly. And I don't know if we'll actually do an episode on something like this, but rich people know that this is a thing. Yeah. You know, and there's a really big industry of, like, doomsday prepping and rich people having bunkers and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> when I was in college, I spent time on this farm and the piece of land next to where we were living yeah. would have these, like, huge cement and construction trucks going in and out all the time. What? I never went over there because I didn't care, but the other people who were hanging out on this farm did, and there was, yeah, it was, you know, they were saying that it, it was a bunker, you know, that some rich dude was making Damn. a bunker out there. And that's, like, a very real thing. They're all over the world. There are companies that whose entire business plan is just making yes, bunkers yes. for rich people, yep. you know, fallout shelters, whatever you want to call it, because stuff mm -hmm. is very liable to happen. You know, if we have people in power who believe that the earth is overpopulated, that, you know, humans need, that there needs to be a lot less humans around, the easiest <laughs> way to do that is to just make the surface of the planet unlivable and then go wait it out for, you know, a couple months or a couple years and then yeah. just come back up and then 
make everything peachy keen again. Yippers. You know, and I know how, like, weird that sounds, but it's very possible and probable, you know? It is because if we look at ancient texts, too, there are so many documentation of, mm-hmm. of flooding and yeah. people having to do this exact mm-hmm. thing. So yeah, it's not an outlandish thought no, or theory. No, no, not at all, not at all. And speaking of ancient people, um, every culture... Every ancient and indigenous culture had gods of weather. Well, floods, but also gods of weather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and you can very easily look all this stuff up. Like, everyone knows about, like, Native American rain dances Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. witches and, and, you know, wizards and all that stuff. We had sun gods and moon goddesses. Yeah. Every, you know, non-monotheistic, what, pantheistic is the correct term? Polypan? Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Any, all those, like, non-monotheistic religions... Mm -hmm. They had, like, a god of rain and a god of thunder and a god of fire and a god of the wind. And yes. then you, there were temples dedicated to weather, weather deities. But if you yeah. really want to break it down, they were, you know, dedicated to the weather. And mm-hmm. there were rituals and there were, you know, all kinds of things that people would do to try and, you know, manipulate the weather. And, you know, they swore by it. You know, you do a certain dance, you do a certain ritual, you burn incense in the temple and, and you appease these gods and then they bring the rain or they stop the rain from coming or, you know, they, and it's just, it's a concept that is really ingrained in humans, yes. you know, whether, you know, because whether you think about it or not, like the idea of us being able to influence the weather has been around for as long as humans have been around mm-hmm. because it's such an important part of our life, yeah. of our existence. It depends on the weather. And, you know, humans have this innate desire to control everything. Yeah. And so they figured, you know, someone's controlling this. And if we can try to appease them, then or maybe... Or become like them. Mm-hmm, or become like them, like as it did later. Mm-hmm. You know, but there were so many different cultures that, that had a lot of, you know, myths and, you know, religious practices devoted to the weather. Mm-hmm. The funniest one that I found was that the Vikings thought that Finnish people could control the weather. Oh. And for a very long time, like, Vikings or, like, certain Nordic groups wouldn't allow Finnish people on their ships. Really? Oh, damn. (laughs) Yeah, because they thought they were all witches and stuff. Oh, interesting. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's everywhere in the ancient world. I mean, even in the Bible, you Mm -hmm. know, Elijah Mm -hmm. caused a drought for three and a half years because he was pissed off at whoever, like... No, I mean, like, it's, no, it's, it's everywhere. It's yeah, everywhere. It's, you know, it's there's, everywhere. there's always these instances of mortals being able to influence the weather. Yes. You know, and it's it's very real, you know. <laughs> oh, no. And unfortunately, like everything, it gets turned into a weapon by various governments, you know. Yeah, so. Because if this, I mean, it is real. Mm-hmm. And just imagine if it was put to good use. You know? Yeah. And free energy. Yep, there's free energy implications. Agriculture benefits. So, you know, <laughs> potentially we could have more than enough food for everyone oh. if we just took blighted areas and cloud-seeded the shit out of them and turned them into farmland, you know? But, of course, that's never the case. It's always, you know, for, for bad things, yeah. for, for military and financial exploitation and stuff yeah. like that. But it's... <laughs> It's really real. It's real. Um, and it's really depressing because uh, you can look at a lot of stuff that's happening around the world with climate change. So, and yeah. you can very easily 
<laughs> uh, you know, make the leap and say that this was all done on purpose. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people, when I talk about this stuff, who are in denial, I think are in denial because it is such a taxing thought to have. The truth fucking stings, mm -hmm. and not many people can handle it. Which is unfortunate, but it also gives you an upper hand because if you know what they know, you know your ultimate power. You, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna do a whole spiel about that too. But um, this is knowledge that has been withheld from us intentionally. There, historically, it has just been proven that elites want control mm -hmm. over masses because we work for them. Mm -hmm. We supply their creativity. We supply everything. Mm -hmm. We are their blood and oil. We are a schematic. <laughs> we are just there mm -hmm. for them. And I want people to have an interest in this to, to really just, I don't know, reclaim, reclaim your power, reclaim yeah. your own knowledge, because everyone here has ancestors, and <laughs> everyone's ancestors knew the power of the sun and the power of farming and the power of the rain. Um, I don't know what I'm even saying anymore, but <laughs> it's just, oh, but uh, why would people want this? Why would people want to weaponize this? And short answer is to con control, mm -hmm. to make sure that we have a docile and compliant mass of people that are easy to herd. Mm -hmm. It's very easy to control what people do when you control the food and water. It's exactly. Yeah. Um, David Icke said that. Nikola Tesla said that. He was like, you control food and water, you control the people. Mm -hmm. This was a big, a big part of a lot of Cold War stuff that I, you know, mm. glanced over. Um, where people were really concerned with the Russians allegedly being able to control the weather. Yeah. You know, there were all these unsubstantiated reports of the Soviet scientists being able to cloud seed and being able to move storms around and yeah. cause fucked up weather and prevent fucked up weather from happening. And people, you know, some of that is definitely like Red Scare propaganda. But, you know, it a lot of that stuff is based to an extent in fact, yes. you know, yeah. and it's just it's always been a thing. It's always been a thing. Yeah that people try to be like gods and control the weather. Yeah. You know? um, and they can do it, and they have done it. Yes. And, I mean, not to get too woo-woo about it, but I would not be surprised if Hurricane Katrina hit, oh. you know, New Orleans for a reason. Absolutely. It's all it's you know, all fabricated. Well, you look at a lot of these places that get hit really bad. Uh, with Tsunamis, A lot too. of really intense storms, and, yeah. you know, we'll save this for the... The, yeah. uh, the premium episode where <laughs> yeah. we kind of just go off on weird tangents. Um, subscribe to our Patreon. You can get the premium yeah. episodes. It's uh, very affordable. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you look at a lot of places that get hit by really shitty weather, and it's normally people of color or it's poor people. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Mm -hmm. You know? No, and real. every once in a while, a storm will come and hit, you know, a populated East Coast elite place or a West Coast elite place. But for the most part, it's where poor people live, you know? Yeah. And that can be depopulation, that could be all sort of things. But yeah, black know. and brown people have been historically hunted down. No. <laughs> yeah, no. right? No. Man, that's they came over because they wanted to. 
And um, before... They, they teach that shit in history books. Oh, I know. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. And a lot that they don't teach in history books is pretty wild. mass migration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, damn. Mm -hmm. um, no, so, I mean, um, when it, America was founded, I hate saying that so much, but when the U.S. of A. was being born by the evils... <laughs> Um, there was a lot of oil here, um, mm -hmm. and there was there was just... I mean, there still is. There's a shit ton of natural resources here. Yeah, that is there true. There really is. There's a lot of fucking natural resources yeah. around here, and they're just misallocated. I could go on a whole tangent. We'll do an episode. Like, we'll yeah, yeah, yeah. What am I trying to say? So, New Orleans, that's a great example of, mm -hmm. like, a predominantly black state mm -hmm. with a thriving um, ecosystem and so many resources... And then you look at the or Gulf spill. The fucking... Oh, yeah, exactly. The fucking hurricane that happened the other year where it just sat on top of Houston or whatever the fuck. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Houston is a predominantly, you know... Yep. Minority city. Yes. And the term minority is fucking stupid. I think, I think a lot I, of labels... It's... Yeah. yeah. I have no other way to really... That's, I like, know. the first thing that comes to mind. I know, I know. I say, like, indigenous or, like... Yeah. People of color, yeah, communities POG of color. Is probably the best way to do it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, the government controls the weather. I wanted to kind of have a thing at the end of these episodes where we talk about, like, do you think this is real? Mm -hmm. Do you think it's not real? Whatever. This one is real. Like, yeah, I don't think, you think really, it's not real, you're wrong. There's, there, I mean, you are, you're fucking stupid. But there's. <laughs> There's no real debate over the validity of yeah, the fact that absolutely. weather manipulation happens. I mean, even if you don't want to be fun, you can just look at the fact that there's government action mm -hmm. trying to regulate it. You know, it's fucking real. Yeah. And it is used against you, you know? Like, just because you like the government or whatever doesn't mean that they like you. They don't give a shit about you. Yeah, your public interest is not at anyone's heart. If you're an, there's you're, a money, you're a money sign. You're an asset. You're a best. number. You're a, you're a commodity yes. to be You are used property. Mm -hmm. No, you really are property. <laughs> yeah. That's all the Jordan Maxwell maritime law stuff. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. Um, look all this stuff up <laughs> if you're interested in it, please. Please inform yourself about weather manipulation and how yeah. the weather is used to control you. And I get it. It's one of those things that you never really think about because it's something that you experience constantly. We're yeah. always at the behest of the weather, you mm -hmm. know, especially if you live on the East Coast like us where we have fucking seasons, yeah. you know. There was no snow this year. Yeah. We can get into that, I guess. That was wild. But, you know, weather is something that people have had to deal with since there have been fucking people, you know, we have houses because of the weather happens. <laughs> like, honestly, like, we have That's controlled true. environments because the weather happens. Mm -hmm. It's probably the most important thing in our lives, and it's something that you never think about because it's just, it's a natural system of the planet, and it's something that you're so used to, yeah. but it's something that is being used against you. Yes. You know, or at least being... Used for other people's interests, you know. If you if you don't want to believe that weaponized weather is a thing that's happening on a daily basis in order to control us working and poor people, fine, whatever. But you at least have to acknowledge that this shit is is real and they're capable of doing this stuff. Mm. Am I saying that HARP is the reason why global warming is happening right now? I don't know. I know you're nodding your head. Yeah. Yes. You know, and yeah. it it just it you know, 
I don't really know what else to say about it. It's just, it's real. It's very real. And everyone should be informed. Everyone should be informed it. and everyone should not panic. Everyone should not be scared. Because once again, like I said, um, our energies is definitely sustenance to these people, to these whatever entities, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. the, uh, the powers that be. Mm -hmm. um, your panic is what they want. Mm -hmm. Your fear is what they want. Mm -hmm. um, if we can... So if someone can create a problem and then create a solution to that problem and then put a price tag on that solution, they're going to do that. Yeah. If, pro if in a for-profit society, which we are living in, um, th that's just how that works. Yeah. And if you give into that panic or you buy into it, I don't want to say like you're giving them what they want, but um, you're, they, over they sensationalize something that they most definitely have control over. Mm -hmm. um, so yes, be informed, but everything's gonna be okay, guys. Everything's okay. <laughs> Zero's not, yeah. <laughs> Everything is okay. I have so much faith in humanity. Um, I fucking don't. I know, but you gotta have faith in yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, on that chipper fucking note. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yes, yeah. So yeah, please, um, you know, subscribe, give us a good review, so we can become more visible on whatever app you're using yeah, to listen to us or thank whatever. You um, find us on Patreon. We have premium episodes. Um, we'll have some other goodies up there eventually once stuff gets rolling a little mm -hmm, more. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's it. That's it, folks. <laughs> yeah.